sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, good morning. I don't know about you, but I am freezing. As you could see here, Dominique Hackett to my left, you know, she dresses for it's like you li- I took the trash cans out, by the way. I don't know if you know. I took the trash cans out uh, this morning and I really didn't notice a differential between the weather in the house and outside the house because I live with two polar bears. Okay. <laughs> so I mean I'm not I am not kidding you. So I, I think this is supposed to be good. It gets you charged up, it gets you renewed. We were just down to like sixty two. Yeah, sixty two. All right. It's like I don't know what it is outside, but it is chilly. Chilly, chilly. Dominique, chilly. I think that's a hygge hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a good hygge today, too. All right, we got a full house today. Ed Langlo is going to be doing a little section. Hey, Ed, how you doing? Doing well. How are you guys? Good. We got Sierra Boatwright in the house. Hey, sweetie. Don Sanders is here, but let's do this. Let's kick off the show with a little recap. In the house, we got Shakira Maud, San Marcos High School, Clara McDonald, Bishop Diego High School. There's still a little mic drop. Shakira, what's going on at San Marcos High School? Hello, welcome back to the World Recap. I am Shaq on the air. I'm, I'm trying that out, like saying back on the air, but like Shaq on the air. I don't know. I want to try it out. See what we like it. We I love like it. it. Uh, I might keep it up there. I don't know. But all right, last week we had a roundtable after the week from San Marcos. We had Michelle, Michelle Arianas from Girls Basketball, and she's been playing very well last couple games that I've been to. Uh, girls Basketball overall has been doing great lately as they won their tournament at those Pueblos, and they blew out Guaynimi the other night. And I got to go see that game, and that was very fun to watch. And last night they beat Foothill Tech 49 48 in a nail biter. So congrats to them on winning that game. Uh, our last week's McDonald's after the week uh, was Jacob Dominguez from Wrestling. Wrestling has started off their season very well. And Jacob placed first at the Tom Bravo Invitational Tournament, like a high level D1 tournament. But the Royals overall placed sixth at that tournament out of 48 teams. So congrats to them. And last night they beat Cabrillo 63 9. So I'm excited to see their first home match against DP after winter break because I think it's going to be good because DP's high hers like pretty well as well. And like the world has been like picking it up their pace. So I'm excited to see them face off. Uh, but this week's McDonald's after the week, uh, Sergio Diaz from Boys Soccer. Uh, they beat Pacifica and Capuchino Valley last week and tied with Channel Islands earlier this week. They kind of got robbed and I think they should have won that game. The ref called back like their last goal because it was close to offsides, but... I would have, I would have counted, so we won. But <laughs> still, still, they're undefeated, and they're looking really good this season. So I'm excited to see them keep going. Uh, girls soccer, they tied with Ventura last week and beat Camarillo two to one on Friday. Um, I heard that finishing was rough for them, but they still dominated that game. And currently, uh, four of their players are out this season. But I'm still hopeful that they'll figure out how to win and just have a great season this year. So I'm gonna keep watching their game to see how they do. Uh, girls water polo. Oh my God, they are dominating. Uh, <laughs> they play second out of 30 at the Via Park tournament. Uh, they lost in sudden death after, was it, is it, do they have one overtime in water polo? I don't really know. Uh, but yesterday, they blew out Santa Barbara, out the water. Uh, but I think they definitely have a chance of winning the CIF this year. And I look forward to seeing them play. Usually I can't see them play though, because we practice at the same time. So that's unfortunate. But I'll, I'll, I'll find a way to watch them play. And but last but not least, leading into boys basketball, 
we had some tough games uh, over last weekend against Mission Prep and Chaminade. We beat ourselves a really challenging schedule, um, but that's purpose. So that's purposeful. So when we go into league, it should be easier. Uh, both those games are pretty close, and but I feel like we're gonna win this weekend coming up at the Wish and Prep tournament. We got four games: Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, we're figuring out what's working for us and what's not working, and I'm excited for league. And that's all I got. Right. So as you know, what we try to do is do a little, and I know you got to get out of here, but we try to do a little gratitude. So if you do, you have a, you want to make a shout or you want to, you know, leave us with something inspirational before you start your day. Uh, well, since Mr. Hadmi isn't here, uh, I heard that they're going to be celebrating him. Actually, uh, the Apple Academy from our school, we're going to be celebrating Mr. Hadmi. So he's not here. Hopefully there's no mics in here. And you can hear that because we're about to surprise him <laughs> like the next 10 minutes. So shout out to him. And then at school, I got like these three little sophomores. They look up to me, always follow me around. Diego, Natasha, Selena. They, they love hanging out to me. They look up to me. So I appreciate those kiddos. So shout out to them. They have good choices. They made a good choice. <laughs> yeah, that's adorable. Well, we love you, Shakir. Hopefully we're going to be able to give you some more good news next week. And we're going to be hooking up with you for a little, uh, little present, little bonus present there before Christmas for you. And uh, thank you, Shakir. Thank you all. Love you all. Love you. Thank you for having Thank me you. once again. Bye. Have a great day. Good luck you in too. the game. Thank you. Okay, we're not done yet, folks. We've got in the house Bishop Diego High School, Clara McDonald. Woo! We got a little Cardinal recap. What's going on, Clara? Hi, I'm back with another Cardinal recap. Um, this week, we didn't really have a lot of sports going on, but girls soccer lost to Malibu 2-4. to four. And yeah. then they beat Dunn 12 to 2, which was in soccer, that's like a lot. Um, uh, Kylie, Sienna, and Kylie all scored three goals. And then Lauren Doyle had two, and Tara Gregskin scored one. So that was really cool to see people, people that don't usually score scoring. Um, and then boys soccer tied with Nordoff. They've had a lot of like lost by one or tied games this year, but um, they're doing good. Yeah. Boys basketball beat Moore Park 69 to 64, which wow. that was really exciting because they've had also the same. They've had games that they've lost by. They they lost in overtime by like two, I think, and then they lost by like one. So that was good to see them win. And then they also played Dunn and they won 61 to 49. And Ty scored 18 points and Kai scored 15. And all of Kai's 15 points were three pointers. Wow. wow. Oh. <laughs> I know. What grade is Tara in right now? Because I used to coach her brother, Jack. She's a freshman. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really smart. You know, I want to tell you a quick little story. So when she was little, like four or five, she used to always sit on my lap at the baseball games. Uh-huh. And she'd be eating these Doritos, right? And I would tell her, you know, that's not good for you. You know, it's it's probably poison. So I should hold these bags of Doritos for you. And I would watch them. And as when I did that, I said, you're going to be an attorney. She would take the Dorito, look at it, and slowly eat it in front of me. <laughs> now, what kind of kid does that? Oh, my gosh. She's like a genius. I told her mom, oh, my. She's so freaking smart. And the way she did it like this, you're not having one. I was so good. I almost dropped her, but I did it. I did it. I bounced her on my lap. You know, I didn't want to say what was going on in my mind because I was not to the queen of tea. 
But it was funny. But if I had a little girl, I mean, out of all the little girls that would just annoy me, but I would love them to death, it would be her. So give <laughs> a shout to her for me, okay? I will. Definitely. So that's awesome. I knew she'd be a jock. The whole family's just athleted out to the max. I know. Definitely. So how's your basketball going along? Um, we lost to Lorena 39 to 42. We oh. played. We did not play good. We're playing them again. Um, so we're definitely going to do better, but we played really slow. Um, they've kind of been like not our official rival, but like our rival in the past. Right. And it was last year we beat them for like the first time in eight years. So it kind of sucked to come back and lose by three. Um, but then we lost to Santa Paula 54 to 51. Wow. So another close one. And then I scored 28 points. Woo! That's our girl. Yeah. Junior, nice. <laughs> and then that's all I have. We actually, our school got, I'm not at school right now, but we got shut down because we had a COVID outbreak. So we don't have any games or practices for 10 days, which kind of sucks. Ooh. Oh, no. Mm. I know. So what do you do to keep up your athleticism? I work out at my house. Both my parents are very fit, so we have like a whole workout area in our back. <laughs> Both my parents are really fit. So, Clara, if your yeah. team wants it in this 10-day break, I'll do a hour and a half intro mindfulness session with you guys. If you want to do it by Zoom, Erica can uh-huh. connect us. Okay, perfect. I'll talk to him about it. Awesome. Thank oh, you so great. much. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you, Dr. Amy. That's so very kind for you. Wow, not a Christmas present. Nice. I, I know. I, I might join you. You can come. You can I, come. I think I'm going to do that. I pay $180 an hour for my mindfulness training. <laughs> That's it. My Ellen McKenzie. Oh, yeah. I just went to her yesterday. I'm all clear. I got up at 5 o'clock this morning, made soup, roasted vegetables. That's it. The new Erica. So listen, uh, we like to do a little um, thankfulness, gratitude. You, you have to. You want to give a little love or a little shout to anybody, Claire? Um, yeah, I would. This is so generic, but like my parents. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and your parents' name are <laughs> Kay- Kayleen and Trevor. Oh, do you want to say something specific? Yeah, I think they always push me so hard in school and sports. And sometimes I get so annoyed by it, but I know that they're doing it. So in the long run, and I'm going to thank them for that. Nice. That's so beautiful. Yeah, sports, you know, <laughs> corporate leaders. I know Dr. Amy probably knows the statistic better than I do, but I, I think nationwide last time we, this is going way back, so like 95% of all female CEOs, the higher echelons up in the corporate ladder, all were athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's really good data for that. I don't know the exact number, but the percentages right. are really high. Female right. athletes are much likely, more likely to be leaders in business. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, uh, team sports, not just athlete. Yeah. So team. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Go team. That's what it's about. Especially your generation. You know, we're counting on you. We did a really good job screwing things up. Just say. (laughs) All right. Just say, Clara. The queen of teen is saying it loud, and I don't care who listens. Okay. I am praying. You know, with the amount of athletes that we have 
uh, embraced the last 12 years, swear to God, I'm not worried about it. I'm really not worried about it. The people that we, see we leaders. have. Yeah. Well, all oh, this just, I see leaders. I, you got leader all over you and it comes from right here. You know, don't let that go anywhere right there. Stay grounded. Good stuff. All right, let's do this. We've got uh, Ed Langlo. We're going to start off with Ed Langlo right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. We are back. I'm Ed Langlow with another edition of If Only I'd Known. But first, I'd like to give a shout out to Gil Addison. Gil and I were up till 8 o'clock last night. He's tutoring me on Final Cut Pro, which I'm using for my videos. So my shout out will go to Gil Addison. Yay. If only I had known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely, as well as those listening into the show on the radio. And today's edition is reverse psychology. If only I had known more about reverse psychology when I was young. Salespeople have a tendency to use reverse psychology to make you think you want what you can't have. Imagine for a moment that you're at a going out of business sale at an electronics store and you're looking at, say, a monitor. Sign on the monitor says $50 and you think, nah, that's too much. About that time, the salesman walks over and says, hey, just so you know, I saw you looking at that monitor and it's not for sale. I had four of them and the other three sold right away. That's the last one I have. And I think I'm going to hang on to it. You get that hollow feeling of, man, I missed out. Why? Because you want what you can't have, especially when everyone else wants it or already has it. The next thing that comes out of your mouth is, would you take 75 for it? That's reverse psychology. Or maybe you read The Adventures of Tom Sawyer where he gets his friends to whitewash a fence for him by telling him, how much fun he's having and that they can't even try it when he actually hates it, partly because his aunt Polly said he had to do it. They actually wind up paying him to let him whitewash the fence. Now, of course, that's just a story that Twain made up, but it's a pretty accurate lesson in psychology. So why not use this psychology on yourself? Some teens don't like going to school, partly because they're told they have to. Then when you're older and you want the knowledge, but you're told, no, you can't go back to high school. So like Tom Sawyer's friends, you pay money to go to adult ed classes to learn things you could have learned in junior high school for free. What's wrong with us? Sometimes we procrastinate doing something that we don't want to do. We find something else to do and tell ourselves we're so busy doing this other thing. We just don't have time to work on anything else. The next time you feel you're too busy to possibly do the chore that you're procrastinating, go sit down and do nothing for 10 or 15 minutes to break that cycle. While you're sitting there, think about why it might be a good idea to tackle that project 
or just imagine how good you'll feel when it's finished. Think about maybe how lucky you are to have this thing to do, right? Maybe, uh, maybe it's a mess in the yard, say, that you're putting off cleaning up. Some people wish they had a yard to work in. Hey, some people wish they even had a home. Those thoughts can improve your perspective of spending time on something that uh, you want to do in your yard. Remember this, it's all in how you look at it and what you make of it. If it's a large project, try breaking it into smaller segments so it's not so daunting. Do one little chunk and you can feel good about what you accomplished and the next segment might be easier. Sometimes we get a natural shot of dopamine from that uh, feeling of accomplishment. Now you actually feel good about something that you're procrastinating. Promise you this. If you learn to control the negative emotions that might be holding you back and replace them with positive thoughts, you'll live a much happier and more successful life for it. I'm Ed Langlo. I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Yay! Yes, very nice. That, that, actually, that topic has been perfect for what Dominique has been dealing with this week with it, with uh, walking through uh, stuff. Sierra, Boatwright, talk to me. Well, that was that was actually really beautiful, and I appreciate uh, the wisdom that you, you shared in your segments. Ed, uh, not only is it useful and practical, but the delivery with that like soothing voice <laughs> is so great. Um, oh, I didn't put you to sleep, did I? <laughs> no, no, it's very meditative, actually. Um, I wanted to start out with gratitude for the rain. I know that not everybody loves the rain, but in my work as an ecotherapist, uh, these last three days of sessions on the land have been so incredibly beautiful. Just watching the land come back to life after all that rain and how it's just, it inspires people when they see like these dusty creek beds that we used to sit in on rocks that are now flowing full of water and all of the bird life and the plant life that's coming, you know, rejuvenating itself. So I wanted to, um, thank nature and uh, any powers greater than ourselves that contributed to our blessing of rain. And I wanted to take just a few minutes to um, encourage, especially our alumni listeners. So at this time of the year, a lot of our um, athletes that have gone on to college or in their exam week and they're crushing through, they're making those decisions about what they are going to allow themselves to do and not allow themselves to do so they can make that final push. And it's pretty stressful. Um, and soon after that, most of our athletes are going to be coming home again. And this is, this is a time of life in families where these dynamics uh, that we've lived in start to shift, right? So we've, as, as college athletes, we've been off at college. We've been living our lives. We've been making decisions for ourselves. And there haven't, hasn't been any parental oversight, right? We haven't had to check in with anybody or, you know, we've been living our lives. And we come home. For Christmas break and everything at home tries to kind of pull us back into that dynamic of what it was like before we went and had this whole year or semester's worth of life experience living on our own. And it can sometimes bring up like some challenging conversations and some, some tension. Um, and, and so I wanted to encourage our athletes who are coming home to remember that, that your parents are not trying to make you a child and keep you small and, and kind of control your life, right? 
you coming home is a beautiful thing and it brings up so much emotion for us as parents and we want to honor where you're at right we want we want to try to like honor that like oh you're gonna go out tonight and we don't know when you're coming home okay <laughs> so just just remember that your parents are also going through a growth process of learning how to allow you that extra space they're having their feelings that are coming up and, and this is a great opportunity for rich conversation about your life experiences, the changes that have been going on, the things that you're learning. And just like in, uh, if only I'd known, you know, bringing in some of the wisdom of um, what your parents might have gone through at that stage of their life and how the two of you can collaborate to allow this kind of edgy learning, growing phase to, to allow for a new type of connection because where you're actually heading you're heading into the phase of life where you and your parents are going to become more like peers for a couple of decades until those rules reverse and you become the caregiver for the parents. So while you're emerging out of the phase where they've been taking care of you and you're start learning to stand on your own, just remember that they too are growing along with you. And these are great opportunities to have really important conversations about life and vision and family and connection and what it means to stand on your own. So I um, hope all of you have a beautiful exam week, that you have a beautiful time coming home to see your families, and we're just here to support you. Reach out to us. I'm Sierra Boatwright at Santa Barbara Ecotherapy, and would love to connect. Ah, oh, so beautiful. Oh, sweet. <laughs> very, very good. Job, Sierra. Thank you, Sierra. You know, what, and um, compassion real- and humor will go a long way in those bumpy, mo- bumpy moments of uh, reentry. Nice. <laughs> Seriously. And walking outside and standing on the earth and putting your feet on the ground, that will help too. Or oh, when Dominique got our uh, box at Something's Good Organic and she stepped out of the car because I positioned it so perfect where she landed because she was ugly on her phone. And I would recommend when you go to a farm, look for those puddles because when, <laughs> when you walk in your new Uggs, Okay, that she just put on. Okay, you got two feet. I don't know how deep you went in, but she was so not angry at me. No, and I, just really I love the mud. The, the mud, mud the is part of the rain, part of the nature. So I just asked her to hold on to the door if she wanted me to pull her out. I could have done that. Okay, so oh yeah, it was good. And just a plug to something's good organic because that produce that we get. Every week, organic green over the holidays. I roasted up a bunch this morning. Delish. Uh, and said, Tell Carolyn Gibbons, Team Sports Radio loves them. All right, so let's take a break. It's Erica Salda, be back with a lot more. We got some hooga after these messages. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hello, welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I'm Dominique Packett. I'm with Santa Barbara Wellness Center and SB Braille and Philosophical Books for the Blind. I do a quick little Hackett's Huga moment. So if you've never heard of Huga before, Huga is that quality of wellness and happiness and friendliness that we create in our lives that helps promote health it helps us 
do really well in our schoolwork. It supports our teens in our sports. And it's, it's just a beautiful quality to cultivate. And it's a Danish word for that comfort in our life. And I just want to pass on some more ideas about how to increase hygge in your life. And um, Sierra Boatwright was just talking about uh, when everyone gets together for the holidays in our family to realize, hey, we're all growing together and there may be a bit of bumps and grinds over the holidays. But as Dr. Amy says, humor sure does help smooth out those rough spots. And one of the fun things that I did, uh, had an opportunity with my family to go up into the mountains and we were actually in the snow. It had rained so much that, that there was snow in the mountains of San, San Diego. And early in the morning, we all got up and in our bare feet, we ran outside in the snow. We just kind of danced in the snow. And that quality of just doing something really fun as a family, start a new tradition of any kind. Dance in the rain, dance in the snow, a beautiful sunrise, get up early in the morning and, and just hurrah uh, to the glorious light in the sky is something that increases that, that sense of connectiveness in our families. And um, science is telling us in particular, when we put our bare feet on the ground, like in the grass or in uh, some really nice warm dirt, that uh, what happens is inside of our bodies, if we're feeling unhealthy, they call those uh, free radicals floating around our bodies is what increases inflammation and, and makes us not feel so good. And those free radicals have a positive charge. Well, guess what? The earth holds a negative charge. So when we're putting our bare feet on the ground, whether it's in the dewy grass in the morning or even doing some gardening and put our feet in the dirt, we're actually allowing our body to absorb some of that negative charge. And scientists are starting to prove out that that actually is reducing inflammation in the body. So if you find yourself lacking that sensation of huga, where you, you realize, wow, my comfort is just not there, consider taking a pause, go outside, find some beautiful grass or you know, a, a beautiful garden. And, and just let yourself sink down into the earth and just sit there for a while. Put your hands in the earth, put your feet on the earth and just really soak it up. Take a deep breath and feel the sun on your face. These are things that don't cost any money and they are increasing our health and increasing our enjoyment of wellness. So that's my, my, my special hugo for today. Nice, I love it. Do you all, hey, Dr. Amy, do you guys have a, 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 a created any kind of like new patterns or that recently or thinking about maybe? Fun those? family traditions? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that we do. We're just kind of chilling. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Chilling is good. Do you chill with a cup of coffee or a cup of cocoa? Uh, usually tea. Tea. I love it. I love it. I love it. Green tea. <laughs> That's good. There's a great pumpkin robos tea at uh, Trader Joe's that is right in the spirit of the seasons. Don Sanders, I know you could add to this because you're a traditionalist. Well, I wish I, I wish I could uh, respond to all the wonder uh, wonderful abundance of sharing here this morning. And I'm just going to say uh, on the gratitude front, uh, these holidays, I, we always stress 
experiences over stuff. You know, I mean, stuff has its place. If you don't have shoes, you got to have some shoes. But but what we emphasize, you know, creating heart to heart bonds, that's what makes these things, these these times that we're going through, you know, positive and memorable. I was able to uh, I was able to whisk up my daughter and her boyfriend last night and take them to a wonderful bluegrass concert there in Santa Barbara. And, uh, you know, so as Clara so brilliantly uh, depicted in her sports report this morning, you challenge those things that sometimes appear daunting and sometimes you don't win on the scoreboard, but it's your attitude that'll carry you through. If, uh, it was wonderful how she shared that her, her parents give her a little, you know, a little nudge to go out there and have a workout. It's like, you know, defeat is not being on the wrong end of the score. It's if you run away from the, the feeling, if you feel defeated, if you feel defeated. So if you wake up in the morning and you get your toes in the grass and you have yourself some nice invigorating exercise and get your, you know, get everything, your, your whole mojo in tune with the great mother earth's mojo, then, then you have a chance to turn the whole day into a win. And that's, that's a good friend of mine used to say your to-do list is your life, you know? So you, you have those anchor points like that, get your feet on the earth, get, get some exercise, enjoy. And then once you face those challenges and not run away from them, then you get to those wonderful huga moments like Dominique so articulately expresses here every week. And, and this is, this is a good life. You know, you, you, uh, you take care of those little things and then those big things that might give you a sense of foreboding, uh, you'll, you'll chip away at them one thing at a time. You'll do it. Nice. Very well said. Well, I, I wanted to tie back into Ed's segment about reverse psychology. I mean, I, I so appreciate how sometimes we have to uh, almost like trick ourselves into getting a difficult thing done. I mean, especially for the kids finishing up things before winter break. So uh, one of the things that my son has taught our family to do is called a body double. So uh, when you're needing that little kick and uh, you just you need to have a friend, my my kids will put a Zoom link in our family Telegram chat room and invite anyone who's available just to pop into the Zoom link and just be there. So it's like everybody's working on paper or doing their work, work stuff. And just knowing that there's a family member commiserating with you <laughs> while while you you know stick to it and get that difficult paper written that sensation of a body double has been really really helpful and the whole thing about reverse psychology one time when i was uh doing a body double with my son i said uh, well how about if the clone of you shows up and finishes up this paper you may not feel like you can do it but i'm sure there's a clone of you out there who could do it <laughs> <laughs> what I found, which was really, for me, interesting, it started for he took nine hours to post it uh, on the web. It, 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 he could have done a so-so job. It was a pass-fail class. But because you were involved in it, he wanted to get an A on the paper. See, so it, it really is. He changed his whole story, and it really was because of your presence. And you really didn't do not not no not to back. I didn't. I really didn't, didn't do anything. Do anything but, yeah, but it really was just the presence of another being, and I found that whole thing fascinating. So honestly. your greatest present is your presence. Wow. To be there for yourself. Yeah. You support yourself. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was let's leave it on yeah. that. I like that. Your greatest present is your presence. Is yeah. your presence. All right. <laughs> let's take a little break. This is Erica Saul, and we got a lot more after these messages. Well now together we will stand every boy, girl, woman, and a man. Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dr. Amy Saltzman, and welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. You can find me at stillquietplace.com. And I was going to riff off of Clara's comments about her parents, who she gave a loving shout out to and this is just a reminder to parents that um there's a distinction between uh support and pressure and it sounded like clara's parents had found that beautiful sweet spot of encouraging and supporting without stressing her out And if you're a parent and you want to be supportive and not pressure your kid or kids, then one of the simplest things to do is to have a conversation with them. And if you want a structure for that conversation, you can look at um, my athletes book, Still Quiet Place for Athletes. And in there, there's a, co- a conversation where you look at your what you say and what you do, and it could be related to sports or school or band or debate or whatever your kids participating, and you answer the questions. And then there's a similar parallel form for your child to fill out and for them to answer your questions. And the place that's interesting is when the answers disagree. And often what we as parents are doing that feels supportive or we believe is supportive to our kids feels like pressure. And so if you want to really simplify that dialogue, you can just ask your kids, what do I do that feels supportive? What do I do that feels like pressure? And what would you like me to start doing? And what would you like me to stop doing? And when you ask those questions, your job is to listen without being defensive, without justifying. Just really hear what's true for your kid. Because often the things that we're doing with the best intentions, uh, that they don't always land that way for our kids. And if we're going to be effective as parents, then we need to hear them and meet them where we are and adjust accordingly. 
That is so important. I mean, as a parent of five kids, I, mm-hmm. I always thought that everything that I was doing all the time was, was the best thing that my kids needed and wanted me to do. And it was quite a shocker to start getting feedback and find out, oh, they didn't, they didn't interpret, you know, me jumping on their bed and waking them up by shaking them every morning as the best way to get going in the morning. Or they didn't interpret uh, my sense of timing of when they should be doing their studying and so forth. I had there- boys, so I used pants. <laughs> bam, bam. Oh, yeah. There were so many things where once we started talking and I started listening to their feedback, I made little adjustments and life was so much better and I didn't have to try so hard. I had a wake up moment a while back. I was talking with Terry, my other half's son, and he was very active in sports. And I know that his father was a coach with them. And I said, man, you are lucky because I've always resented. My father was never there. He never did anything with me in sports. And his response was, I wish my dad wouldn't have pushed me so hard. He always made me play with the older teams and pushed me, but I wish he wasn't there. So that was a a wake up moment for me that, well, there is the other side of that fence and there is the resentment that can come from an overaggressive parent pushing their kid possibly to do what they couldn't do in high school or, or in teen sports. And if you're a teen, sorry, Erica, if you're a teen who's listening to this and you want to have this conversation with your parents, Mm -hmm. you can use the brief outline that I just gave you, or you can use the more complete conversation that's in my book. So you don't need to wait for your parent to initiate the conversation. If this is a conversation you want to have with your parent and you want it to be supported and structured so it doesn't go off the rails, then take a look at that. And I'll see if I can find a way, Erica, to give you that chapter or at least the questions and have it linked in the in the show notes. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's what I find anytime my kids um, gave me a flack on anything that I did as a single parent and um, their dad was down in San Diego. So a little bit of a distance there is I always said, like, you pick me at the end of the day. Okay, so I don't know. You had a big choice. There was a big ocean of mommies you could have picked, but you picked me because if I had a say in this. You would be 6'9 and a lefty, okay, because you'd be on the bump in Yankee Stadium. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So at the end of the day, you know, don't break my chops, okay? That's what a New York mom would say. And sit down and eat your pasta. That's it. Those uh, feelings of resentment that just came into the room there, the feelings of resentment have to be dealt with. And, and I'm talking about the recipient, you know, I mean, uh, what you guys, that dynamic of being able to, to, to have dialogue and to get things out on the table, that's, that's, that's uh, you know, amazing if that can happen. But, the, but the resentment, the, the resentment can, can work against us so hard for, for, you know, all you recipients of that sort of aggressive, enthusiastic uh, encouragement. Anybody who's received that, if you carry that resentment, it'll eat you alive from the inside out. You know, and and uh, that's something you have to transform and find a way to be grateful for what's good in there. And then hopefully, 
you can have you can have access to these kind of communication techniques that could help you air that out with somebody if you think that's the source. But usually, it's a mirror. It's showing us that that thing that we that we wish that person, whoever they are, would stop. It's really just a reflection of something inside us that we need to address and we need to strengthen or we need to to transform. Does that make sense? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You know, uh, looking back over everything, the best times that I had with my kids are when I I listen. I use active listening and I ask them for their opinion about how we should go move forward. And I say, okay, I'll shift my behavior and and let's see how this goes. And we'll come back and revisit in a week or two and see if we were successful. But it's always a we. And even when I position my body, I try to put my body so that we're beside each other, not across from each other, but we're, we're together as a team. So we're beside each other, having this warm conversation about solving a problem. I like that. That's a good little tip there. Side by side. Side by side. <laughs> side by side. Yeah, when you're across, that makes sense. You know, this way it, it, you can create a conflict side by side. That's it. This way you can like lean into them. Yeah, you know, we're supporting them. each other. Yeah, push them, nudge them, give them Jeez. a nudgy. All right, Dominique says we got to take a break. We've got one more section after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dr. Amy back with Teen Sports Radio, and I'm at stillquietplace.com. And I wanted to pick up on what Dawn said and bring in the other practice that I'd mentioned to Erica on the break. Um, I do agree with you, Dawn, that often. the conflict is representing something that's unresolved inside of us. But I think with um, child parent dynamics that can get a little bit tricky. And so if you're planning on having a conversation that might be difficult, and I can't remember if I've offered this before, but it's certainly worth offering again. Um, so say you're the parent and you want to have a com- no, actually I'm going to take do it the other way. Say you're the kid and you want to have a conversation with your parents about how they are involved in your sports or your school or your activities. And you're thinking nah, this might not go so well. So you want to start with knowing what you think and how you feel and what you want. Usually that's pretty clear. I think my parents are pressuring me and I feel stressed and I want them to back off. Then you want to take a moment to step out of your shoes 
and put yourself in your parents' shoes and consider what they think and feel and want. And it might be they really want to help me and they're doing what they know how to do and what they were taught when they were parents. And they want, they're, they want me to succeed, but actually they're feeling a little afraid and a little desperate. And then you can have the conversation that I outlined. And when you're having the conversation, it can be super helpful for everyone to practice, listen, breathe, respond. And if you think it's going to be really heated, you can actually put a random timer on. And anytime the timer goes off, everybody pauses and takes three deep breaths. And then whoever was speaking starts again. But it's just a super neutral way to reset the conversation. Beautiful. Nice. nice. Well said. Well said. Um, we got about a minute left. And the only thing that I want to add coming up on this Christmas week, um, just Take the time, eye contact, you know, stay in the present, give that person a hug, give them a shout, um, express gratitude, and most of all, watch Teen Sports Radio every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. God bless you all. See you next week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow.